You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. Also, welcome to the season finale. I'm Jared, host of the podcast and worship coordinator for Citrus Church. I'm calling this my season finale for a few reasons. First, because this marks 18 episodes for the season and it feels like a good place to stop. Second, it feels like it's about time I take another break. Most importantly, there are a lot of ideas and changes that I have for the podcast and taking a break and moving on to season three would be the best way to make those changes. I'm not making any drastic changes, but I feel there's more I can do with the podcast, more topics to talk about and great people to have conversations with. And it seems best to start from scratch or, you know, make a fresh start. Speaking of fresh starts, I want to talk about waking up in the morning, specifically how I start my Sunday mornings, because it's how I came up with the idea for this episode. Since we began in-person worship, I've been getting up at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, and I do the same thing every week. The alarm clock goes off, I get out of bed and stagger across the room to turn it off, dreading the fact that I'm awake at 7 o'clock in the morning. Then, still half asleep, I grab the remote, turn on the cable box and the TV, and turn the channel to CMT, the Country Music Television Channel, so I can have background music while I get ready. Now, why is CMT when there's music on my phone or iPad, or why not put on one of my records, you may ask? Well, simply put, I pack up my iPad in the backpack right after I turn on the TV so that it's ready to go. And I don't use my phone because I know I'll hop on Instagram or Facebook and waste too much time. And I don't use the record player because I know I'll want to look through all of my records and choose the best thing to listen to that morning. Also a waste of time. One morning while listening to CMT over the summer, I heard a song that got my attention. The song is called Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. Now... Over the last few years, Chris Stapleton has become a household name, but if you're not familiar with him, I'll give you some brief background. Now, Stapleton is a singer-songwriter who's actually been around for quite a while. He wrote songs for other country artists, and over the years, he's become kind of bigger and kind of had the ability to put out his own solo record in 2015 called Traveler. He's won about nine Academy of Country Music Awards, 10 Country Music Awards, and five Grammys since then. Starting Over is from his newest album, also called Starting Over, and talks about starting a new life elsewhere. I believe my favorite part of the song is in the third verse because it acknowledges that starting over and having a fresh start isn't easy. The lyrics read, this may not be an easy time. There's rivers to cross and there's hills to climb. Some days we might fall apart and some nights might feel cold and dark. The idea of starting over stood out to me. In a way, the podcast is starting over. In a few short weeks, school will be starting, and I remember the beginning of school always feeling like starting at square one, regardless of being around the same friends or teachers. In a way, we as a church have had to start over a few times. We were running in full swing at the theater, and then the pandemic hit. We had to quickly move online, and Brian and I had to rework and adjust a lot of what we were used to. Though it was planned, we started outdoor worship, and again, it felt like starting over, and as you might have guessed, the same goes for moving to in-person worship. Starting new jobs, undertaking a new project, 
moving to new classes or grades, moving to new homes and neighborhoods. I can list more, but you get the idea. The pandemic put many of us in a place where we had to start over. And as time moves forward, it feels like we're always starting something new, starting from ground zero or back at level one. Ordinarily, I'd find a biblical example to show how someone dealt with starting over, but it's not an easy thing to do. When you look at the Bible as a whole, it's full of people starting over in some way. In the beginning, we have Adam and Eve who have to leave the Garden of Eden and build a life outside of paradise. We have Noah and his family rebuilding their lives and civilization after a catastrophic flood. We have Abraham leaving his home to begin a new nation out in the wilderness. We see Joseph being sold into captivity and later moving his family to Egypt after a famine struck their homeland. And all that and more takes place in the book of Genesis. In the book of Exodus, the Jews are enslaved in Egypt and over the span of about 40 years, we see them wander in the desert until they finally arrive in the promised land. After the reigns of Saul and David and Solomon, the nation of Israel is split into two kingdoms and later each kingdom is captured by another nation. Throughout the Bible, the nation of Israel is continually kind of having these new beginnings due to these unforeseen circumstances. And they don't quite stop there. In the book of Ruth, we see how she moves away from her homeland in order to be with her mother-in-law, learning to live in a new and kind of strange land to her. In the book of Esther, we see how she adjusts from being an ordinary citizen to being the new queen. In the book of Job, we see a man who has risen to this place of prominence, and suddenly he loses his family, his livelihood, and he becomes deathly ill. And let's not forget about the life of Paul. In Acts 8, we see Saul, who would later become Paul. When we first meet Saul, the Bible says he was ravaging the church in Jerusalem and searching through homes for Christians to send to prison. He plans to do the same thing in Damascus until he has somewhat of a face-to-face experience with God. He too has to start over, and now as a Christian, he's preaching the gospel and facing the persecution that he's subjected others to. During his time, he wrote letters that still kind of guide and encourage us in our faith today. In his sermon this past Sunday, Brian talked about honeycomb words. The scripture came from Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the taste and health to the body. I'm sure that as kids, we heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And I think we now realize that that's not entirely true. Words can hurt. Words are also powerful and our words can make a difference. So hopefully these words encourage you. At times, starting over can be daunting. It can feel like you're powerless. And sometimes it can leave us in a place where our minds are churning with thoughts. And when that begins, I hope we are reminded of these pleasant words from Romans 8, 26 through 28. In the same way, the spirit comes to help our weakness. We don't know what we should pray, but the spirit himself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the spirit thinks because he pleads for the saints consistent with God's will. We know that God works all things together for the good of those who love God for those who are called according to his purpose. To wrap things up, I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. I hope it was a worthwhile season finale. I felt since the podcast is starting over and in a sense with school getting ready to start, this was a fitting ending. 
The goal for season three is to have it resume on Wednesday, August 25th. And I do plan to stick with that goal. In the meantime, we have a lot of stuff coming up. On Sunday, August the 8th, we'll be having our back to school bash and a blessing of the backpacks during service. It's a time to pray for safety, guidance, and courage as students and teachers head back to school. Then, on Wednesday, August 18th, I will be leading a small group study on the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. And that will run for about six to seven weeks. You can sign up for the group at citruschurch.org groups. And lastly, Brian will be leading a Citrus Basics small group. Over six weeks, the group will explore what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. More information for that group will be coming up soon. And in other words, a lot is happening in August. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.